never let somebody tell you you can't do something. Not even me. Alright? Alright. You got a dream, you got to protect it. People can't do something themselves. They want to tell you you can't do it. You want something, go get it. Period. It's super, super sunny today. What a lovely day. Hello guys and welcome to another episode of The Red Head Boy Podcast. Hosted by me, Harry Allen. Welcome back guys. Oh, it's good to not see you. Because this is a podcast. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in again. God, these weeks are going on super super quick can't believe we're nearly in june oh where did may go (laughs) and today i am well not today but i am officially this is the first episode that i am doing at the ripe old age of 26 god i feel so much wiser Thank you guys for tuning in this episode 11 of the Redhead Boy podcast. And today is a good one. I have a fabulous guest for you guys. It's my friend, my old college friend, Steph. And we had a super good, not good, a super awesome conversation. Uh, Steph is the founder of the production company that is four-wheel drive productions and we had a great conversation uh, chatting everything creativity and me being nosy as usual asking about what she'd been up to with her new well her newly found production company four-wheel drive productions and I'm not going to chat anymore. I'm just going to dive into the conversation. So hope you guys enjoy this episode. Oh, sick. No, thanks for coming on the podcast, though. This should be like, this should be fun. I'm super looking forward to chatting about stuff. So did you want to just like introduce yourself to the the people that will be listening? (laughs) Yes. So I'm Steph, um, I'm 25, uh, I'm a director of a film production company called Four Wheel Drive Productions. Uh, we do like script development and also post-production. Um, I just finished university in September, I did an MA in film and TV, which is really cool. Yeah, I learned a lot actually and made some really good contacts, so that was good. Um, so yeah, that's, that's me basically. <laughs> nah, cool. Nah, cool, cool. Now, uh, since 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 you mentioned your company right off the bat, I'm just gonna like jump straight into that. Old. Uh, so t- tell us like a little bit more like that, or tell us actually, 
tell us why you wanted to do like the company like now what made you want to do it now so i set it up in 2018 but university was so full on that i sort of had to put it aside but like since it's finished i've yeah done a lot on it but i i wanted to start a company because age i sort of like in the future i want it to um evolve into like a full production company but i want it to be like um like all inclusive so yeah non-disabled and disabled people can collaborate to give disabled people like a chance to get into the industry because at the moment i don't really feel like there are like a few opportunities but not not enough really for disabled people to get recognized so that's sort of one of the reasons that I wanted to do it. And I, I just love making films anyway, so it was no, no, no. <laughs> that's, that's cool. No, that's cool. That sounds like that's such that's such an amazing like uh like end goal to have really, to sort of yeah. that that you're gonna create this company in a way to give like more opportunities to individuals like yourself. Yeah. Uh, like wheelchair users and, and anyone with disabilities to have more opportunity to get into media or film or anything. Because yeah, I, I I agree, it's uh, it's it's tricky. Yeah, it's tricky, especially oh, yeah. for the especially for the more people with the more like physical abilities and stuff like that. Yeah. It is yeah. hard. There are like a few programs out there, but they're so like few and far between. But yeah, and there's so many people that are out that are after them as well because there aren't that many, so it's hard to get on them as well. Um, but I went to one actually in January. It was called Making the Cut. It was based in London. It was like a two-day course. Um, so it, you had to like have an interview and everything. And mm. um, yeah, I got onto it. But they uh, have like a industry professional that teaches you how to you know all the techniques and you know skills and editing and then if you if you do well at that then they put you into a placement but in a like either in london or i chose bristol because i'm there most of the time but, yeah, um, yeah. so yeah hopefully when all this is over um, i might have a couple of placements lined up so that would be pretty cool oh so, cool there are, there are programs out there, but there, there aren't that many. So I think there needs to be more. Really. Yeah, cool. I like the way I like the way you're sort of like making the opportunities for yourself. Like I think there's even with people with not not disabilities or any like ailment, uh, if you're like not getting the work or not getting the jobs, it's just like you got to do it yourself. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I knew that when I came out of uni that like even my friends are struggling that left uni that don't have any disabilities at all. Yeah, and they're still stuck in, you know, like waitressing or, you know, stuff like that. And they want to be in the industry, but it's just so difficult to get in. But it doesn't matter if you have a disability or not. Sometimes no. I think no. that it's like incredibly hard to get your foot in the door. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sometimes I always used to like, 
purposely put it on like applications. I'd be like, do you know, <laughs> just to be like, if you don't hire me, then that means you're not ticking your box. So I could be like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and uh, when I, when I worked for the BBC, cause I did like a couple episodes of uh, on, uh, on, on Flogger. And it was, I don't know, I, I don't know if I talked to you about this. It was hilarious. They wouldn't let me like step over anything. They were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they were like, Harry, you can take the lift if you want to. And like, Harry, don't step over anything that's like too high and everything. It was hilarious. Um, but yeah, so, um, but it is tricky. It's a tricky, the like the industry and stuff like that. Cause it's so everybody, everybody's doing it and, and everybody is like, capable of doing it nowadays so it makes it so tough doesn't it yeah yeah so that so that leads on to my like another one of my other points since you sort of led into it about how do you think like the industry in terms of which you probably co covered it actually in terms of like showing and showing people with disability on the screen and then also the people having people with disabilities like behind the camera and like the creative people yeah i i think it is slowly getting better but i, I think the industry still got a long way to go and so it's really inclusive and it actually the, your question reminded me and um i'm not sure if you saw it but you know uh Latin phoenix who played with Dota. He did a speech at the Oscars all about inclusivity. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he failed to mention disability. He mentioned, you know, like race, gender, animal rights, you know, but not once did he mention, you know, disability and inclusion. And it's like, you know, even though he was going on this massive thing about the yeah, inclusion, the, the, the disabled always seem to get forgotten about. Like, we, we, yeah, we can't be mentioned because if you have a disability, there's this view that we, we're not able to, you know, do anything, that we're not able to make films because we're physically not able. Yeah. But, but that, that speech, it sort of like, angered me a bit. I was watching it and I was like, <laughs> like most disability, you do a mention of that, you did do it about that. Um, so yeah, so I still think that yeah, people aren't really thinking about yeah, disabled people, but also, oh, what else was it? Yeah, there, there are many like you know when you see a film with a character that's disabled. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're not generally played by no disabled people. <laughs> And sometimes they, they could do that. Sometimes they can't, I get that. But yeah, a lot of the time they could. Like the fundamentals of caring, he could he could have MD, they could have got a character that has must be this but they didn't. You know, and it's like but actually the one film that does is breaking bad on the series. So that's that's good. Yeah, yeah, that that, have, that was really good. Uh, yeah. That, that was good. Um, but there are like, there's a Facebook group that's all for uh, trained actors with disabilities. So they're, oh. con they're constantly trying to get 
uh, disabled actors into film. So oh, sick, sick. Yeah. I, did, I did not know this. This yeah. sounds like really interesting. You have yeah. to, you have to send me like the link to it once we finish yeah. chatting because that's really interesting. Yeah, well, yeah. But that's, yeah. That's, that's good. But yeah, I still think like a lot of like groups of people are, are always pushing to disabled people to get opportunities. But it's whether they're accepted or not, which is the problem, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's still a long way to go, and yeah, in terms of. Also, I think it's quite interesting because I've been thinking a lot about this and stuff, like new film film ideas and stuff that I've had for ages. And it would just be refreshing to have like a film or a TV show that had somebody d disabled and just felt like they didn't have to explain the disability that they had. Like yeah. go for the entire film, like say the main characters in a wheelchair and not highlight his disability like what's like yeah. in terms of you can highlight it and it and it would be odd not to but uh but in terms of like not make it the central story point you know because yeah, exactly. i think that 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 has been like done to death definitely yeah that's, yeah. that's what i love about breaking bad is that he's just seen as a normal person yeah he, they touch on terrible palsy, but not really. But he's like been brought up to just carry on like normal, you know, but not to dwell on the negatives, but just be yourself, you know, you're just a normal person. Yeah, yeah. But, but like, yeah, if there was more films or series like that, that would be really cool. Yeah, I think it's important. Plus, it like will. You know, TV and film is such a key thing for like younger people nowadays. Yeah. So if they if they see like people with disabilities or people with like in wheelchairs or with Tourette's and stuff like that, all like across the spectrum, they wouldn't go out to the supermarket and see. Let's say everybody's had this experience. Like anybody that's used a chair or has been in a wheelchair, bless them. The kids like look go. Why is that person in a wheelchair for? So, and they they can't help it, bless them. But I think if there was more, you know, if there was more of disabled people on the screen, then kids wouldn't want to question it, would they? Well, they wouldn't need to question it. Definitely. I think there should be more disabled superheroes. Like, like Marvel should be like, I don't know, just like Xavier, which is cool. But like something more, yeah. Like sort of more normal, sort of like, yeah, somebody with cerebral palsy or MD, like having a superpower or something like that. Yeah, but, it would be, yeah, it would be refreshing. It would be refreshing. Yeah, it sounds quite a good idea. You, you start writing it. That sounds, <laughs> that, that sounds pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. Me and you, me, me and you team up, we'll fly over to the States and be like, Marble, you need to sort of shit out, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're just you know we're going there with like a pitch and we'll be like you know <laughs> nah that sounds yeah that sounds good you should do it you should write it I've been uh, thinking about it a little bit just like what the story could be but yeah it's, it's difficult but I've sort of got an idea in my head but I, I don't really know like what the yeah. 
like the films, but okay. that's cool that's good well when i finally get down to bristol and see you guys maybe we should spend like the weekend like just having a little play about yeah. with it and stuff oh, yeah 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 that that'd be good laugh remind me of that remind me when we're done remind me of that oh uh so let's let's like let's get let's get back to the beginning and say like obviously well obviously well people don't know this but we we know each other through going to college together but yeah. we didn't really go to college together because you went to Orton college and then i stayed at trelaw Co college which was our boarding college that we stayed at and uh yeah tell me tell tell me like tell me like your whole experience of that go on i just find it interesting <laughs> Trelaw was great. I, I think it was brilliant when we were there. I think it's changed a lot now, but it's not the same as it used to be. Yeah. But when we were there, it was brilliant, wasn't it? We had some great laughs. And yeah. <laughs> I, I, always, I always remember the time that we went to the waking on the train. It was me, you, Habib and Rui. Ah, uh, yeah. We went to London. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. So I think I think Lily was trying to pee to bees, like almost like chicken and stuff. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. He was making like some very questionable comments about like <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the uh, where Nando's have come from and stuff like that. <laughs> it was it was really funny. Yeah. No, uh, yeah. No, I I agree. When I first like went there, it was like kind of a dramatic shock to me because it was hilarious. Yeah. Obviously me being more able with my like CP and stuff. I yeah. spent like the first like month trying to persuade like students that I wasn't like a new member of staff. It was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I actually thought you were when I started. Yeah. <laughs> I used to have guy that keeps coming around here. So is he like a teacher or something? Well, no, no, it's Harry. I was like, what? Who? <laughs> like, he comes here and I was like, does he? <laughs> <laughs> no, that 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 was funny. So, uh, uh, yeah, no, it was a really good laugh. Some really good memories for that. That could that that could definitely be like a a series in itself. I think definitely, yeah, yeah, like a like like a Ricky Gervais sort of like office sort of thing. <laughs> yes, that would that would be sick. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, yeah, that's another thing we can pitch to Channel Four. We got Marble now. We got Channel Four. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about like what made you like. What was did you have like an initial like moment when you realised you wanted to like get into media and film and stuff like that? I d I don't think I had like. But I can't really remember like an exact moment, but like from really early on, like when I was five, I always had like a, a weird interest in films that a five-year-old probably shouldn't have. <laughs> but I was like, I was, I was like, at the age of five, I was watching like some like it hot and like stuff like that, and. Yes. Uh, I, I loved it because my sixth birthday, I got on video, I was the happiest child in the world. But like, it's stuff like that that I remember that, like, when I look back at it now, I think, yeah, I've always had that 
that rubs his thumb. Yeah, he said, yeah, like a five-year-old doesn't watch some like it hot, but I do. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah, my grandparents were always showing me. My grandparents introduced me to X-Men. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, when I was like, so what takes me? I was like, what? Oh. It's really good, it's got Hugh Jackman in it. I was like, okay, let's watch it. <laughs> but um, yeah, so my, my, my fun parents were quite a big influence as well. We used to watch lots of old films and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, actually, because I, I studied film at A-level, and I, I sort of did it by accident, not by accident, but like I didn't know you could study film. And uh, I, so I did two A levels, but I had to do a third, and I didn't know what to do. So I was like looking through the big uh, book of A levels that you could do. Yeah. Then film came up, and I was like, you can study film. They're like, yeah. It's like, oh, I'm going to do that then. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it started, really. <laughs> that's like that's an awesome story. Yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> that's cool. That's like a that's like a weird twist of fate, that is. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> no. So tell me, like, was your experience of doing the film A level like a good one? Was it good? Was it good fun? Yeah, it was good. I really loved it. Like most of our lectures were basically just watching films. So. I was all happy. <laughs> so, like, just, like, all I remember is sitting there watching like Dolly Darko and stuff like that. Sick. So, so yeah, it's, it was good. Yeah, it was, it was really good. We learned how to like, write scripts, like basic write scripts. And so you sort of got like a feel for like, like really basic stuff, but like what, what was involved like, in the filmmaking process. So we got to make like, two minute films, so they just basically gave us a camera and said go and shoot a two minute thriller around the college. So we basically had to start to drop our books, get the camera and go out into the college and start like shoot, trying to shoot like a little thriller or something. It's, it's just like, that, buzz, that buzz that I got from doing that and I just like really enjoyed it and I was like yeah this is definitely something that I want to do. Cool. So, no, that's 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 um, that's awesome. I I remember like I think every like media or film study course did that. They like gave like everybody a camera and be like go and film something and come back. And then and then, no, recently I like looked over some old stuff and it's so entertaining looking looking over old stuff <laughs> that you shot like that you end up shooting in college and stuff and you're like oh. This is garbage, but uh, <laughs> but it's all it's all like a learning curve and everything. And yeah. uh, to to the point that I was thinking of like doing like a little YouTube like webs like a little YouTube series of me like reviewing old work of my old work. <laughs> and and sort of making it like funny and sort of like not holding back. <laughs> <laughs> So I am, I, I, yeah, I am still thinking of doing that because I just think uh, it's important to look back at your old stuff as well. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Yeah, to see that hopefully you have progressed. 
I have I have like some people uh, that like I went to college with and stuff, and they thought and I'm and I'm sure you experience this in like any level of education or any like creative person. Actually, more more in education where you have that one person or those couple of people that think everything that they produce is amazing. Yes, definitely. I've had that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> And I had a friend like that in college that he thought everything that he made was like amazing. And every time he got like constructive criticism from my lecturer, yeah. he'd be like, why is he saying this? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I looked at some of his new stuff recently and I was like, I was like, yeah, it's all right. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, I, I, I'd say like anybody listening and I'm sure you would say, yeah, it's important to like look back at your old stuff and yeah. that's the whole point of doing stuff in general anyway. Like, yeah. you know, we could look at our most recent stuff that we've done and say, we could have done that a little bit better and then you take that and then move it and hopefully apply the stuff that you've learned from the last one not 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 every time <laughs> uh but yeah it's all about like a learning process and stuff like that yeah definitely yeah 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 and it makes it funny <laughs> <laughs> i i remember at trelaws for my like media course uh because you know my gcc's were shit <laughs> so so I, I i worked my way up from doing like a level one b-tech media to like all the way up to doing film school and stuff yeah, and uh for my level one media we had to do like a advert for for a product oh, okay. and i did like this energy bar that i'd made up and my mum did like a label for it and everything <laughs> and i did it like an old-fashioned like black and white movie yeah and uh, I remember, <laughs> I remember editing it and like doing it and stuff. And then looking back at it, like oh, like years and years ago, and realised I had a shot in in the advert where it showed the entire crew in the background, <laughs> <laughs> like literally. And I had like Corey and Matthew Jenkins, like yeah. all sitting there in the background. You couldn't see their faces, but you just saw their legs. <laughs> It was like hilarious. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, no, I had a super good time at Law study media there, and I sort of did it by accident as well because I was going to do um, full time photography with yeah. Ian ba with it with Ian Bailey, yeah. and uh, legend man uh, definitely didn't hold back for cr criticism. <laughs> so, uh, but legend guy, he was uh, yeah. And I remember doing like full-time photography for like a week. And then, and then I was like, oh no, I kind of like media. And I've always uh, loved film, like the same as you and yeah. stuff. I think when people have physical disabilities and they can't go out and do like ride a bike or whatever, it, uh, TV and film used to be the thing that I'd sit down and like watch. Yeah to the point that I mentioned this on a previous podcast with my friends, to the point that my mum used to ban television in the morning because I used to just not <laughs> do anything. <laughs> yeah. 
So uh, she'd be like struggling to put my shoes on for school and I'd be like staring at the screen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I remember going, oh, no, I want to try out media. So then I tried out media and then I absolutely like loved doing it. And also, I think the good thing well, like, with like trelaws and stuff uh, for the people that studied there as well as lived there, the the classes were very small so you felt like it was a very intimate rather than rather than a massive classroom because when I was younger that used to like terrify me like when you used to go into like or even in like the uni film school and stuff like that when you go into a massive like auditorium with like like a hundred seats and you're like fuck <laughs> that is like that is the scary thing. Uh, I think I would even find that daunting now. Like going back into those areas would be like, oh, scary. <laughs> so yeah, um, scariest thing though, because the disabled teacher at the front. Yeah. Like, the eyeliner, the teacher like, don't hit me, don't hit me, don't hit me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very daunting. It's like yeah. extremely daunting for stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. But now, nah. now tell me, tell me something exciting. Now, if I've got this wrong, so which I don't think I have, because <laughs> because I remember you did you did like a placement at Ardman, right? I did. It wasn't a placement. It was like a day's course. Ah, that's it. On production. Cool, thing. cool. Now tell us, tell, tell. Tell us like the background of how you got in doing that and stuff. Well, I, I, I love Ardman. I, I sort of, my dream job would be to work. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> I've always done it. The other day I was tearing up my room when I found all of my figures of all done it. I, like, I just got made to be like, too excited for my age. But yeah, I, I got really excited. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, it, it was a great day actually because actually they went twice because the day before I went the first time they cancelled it because the uh, course leader was really ill so we were like gutted and like no <laughs> they like dying to go for like ages and uh, but then they said oh instead because all of you have like made your way and we can do a tour of the studio instead. So we're like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's brilliant. And uh, so we got to go and see like, all the figures and like how they, they make um, the models and stuff. And they took us, to, I, I can say it now because it's, it's out, but we, you know, have you seen uh, Armageddon? What's it like, Armageddon? The, uh, no, no, no. I- I haven't seen that's that's one of the that's the new Sean the Sheep one, isn't it? Yeah, because um, they took us to see the figures, so we, we weren't allowed to talk about them because they weren't released, released yet. So we, we had to keep quiet. But I got to hold the uh, little alien. Oh, sick! <laughs> I'm so happy. I was like, this is amazing. But um, that art was that was great. But. Um, the second time we went, we did the course. So it was all about how to do, yeah, like how to be a production coordinator, got all the stuff involved. And it's all about, you just got to be super organised, you know, timekeeping, mm. stuff like that. But it was a good day. It was, it was really good. Cool. No, 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 that's cool. And they're, 
they're based in, in, in Bristol, aren't they? They're literally just across from my flat. So Ah, uh, seriously? Ah, uh, sick. Yeah, it's like, so there's like a river in between, but there's like a little boat that goes every like five minutes. So you just hop on the boat, go across the river, takes like a minute, get off and you're like, there. Oh, nice. It's nice. Best trip to work ever. That's yeah, like, yeah. I sort of while well, the work, just to get on the boat every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like that's like fate right there. That that's yeah. like the dream job that you get up every morning and just be like, oh, I'm just gonna go over the river to, <laughs> to work. <laughs> nah, that's uh, yeah. And was it? Uh, and is it? Is it quite big there? Like in terms of like size and stuff? Yeah, it's big because they've got two studios. So one is across from my flat which is that's more of the uh where they do like all the like production sort of stuff mm. and they've got another studio which is about 20 minutes away and that's got all the all the sets so Sick. like all oh, the sets are amazing yeah we got to see like um the new like the new farmageddon film like all the different uh like we got to see the farm and the spaceships and stuff like that. It was, it was great. Nice, that's awesome. Yeah. That's like... It's like a massive like, like bunker just for sex. Mm. So it's, it's, it's really big, but yeah, it's, it's cool. Nah, sick. That's always like awesome when you get to like peak, like yeah. behind the curtain of like something that, no, that nobody else has like seen yet and stuff like that. That's yeah, like yeah. that's like really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, you get like cheeky bra bra bragging rights, right, with your like <laughs> mates and stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> no, that's cool. That's cool. No, um, no, that sounds that sounds like really awesome. That would be a sick job as well. Yeah. That would be that'd be amazing. Now, I I I I was like that when I was younger, but I was like that with Pixar. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I can't draw for sh for shit, so I I'd probably never get a job there anyway. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I remember, yeah, just being absolutely obsessed with what Pixar like brought out and stuff. Yeah, and 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 I remember being obsessed with like Incredibles when it came out, and I was like, yeah, yeah. That 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 is one particular like memory that I remember going to the cinema and seeing like seeing that film. Yeah. And uh yeah. So uh and also I was like just how cool their offices look where they like drive around on like segways and stuff like that. I was like, this is awesome, I wanna work here. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like the little kid in me coming out like, I wanna work here. Yeah. But uh yeah, it whenever like if or or when I do like create my own like little production company, I'd want it to be like a fun space. Yeah, uh, like the internships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It sounds really hipstery, but fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, but yeah, that sounds that sounds that sounds like an awesome time. I'm like yeah. probably jealous yeah. that you got to do that. So <laughs> now nah, that sounds really good. No, um, so what would you what would you say is like which you sort of touched on this earlier, but 
what what you say is the best part of working in the industry and what would you say is like the worst or like what could be improved upon let's say um i'm not really too sure but i was thinking about with all the coronavirus and stuff yeah the positive thing that's sort of been highlighted is that you can still like make films at home like you, you can be home based which is great it's not the only industry at the moment that is steadily carrying on right through this and it's sort of like also highlighted as well that like disabled people for years have been fighting to be able to work from home yeah. and it's been, it's been proved that you can that you can do it now because like a lot of the uh, studios in bristol their editors they basically sent them all of their computers to their house and like basically set up like an edit suite in their house so they can carry on working and it's like so i think the thing that could be improved is when all this is over it has been proved that you can do it from home so if a disabled person says you know goes to interview and says oh i would like to work from home like two days a week or something they can't say no because it's been proved that you can do it yeah you know, that- they have, they have to like say yes if the person's good enough for the job and that's it one of their conditions and i don't see why they can't do it so yeah no that's a really good point actually yeah no that is a really good point and like decent companies and like well-known companies like have to sort of make sure that they're ta- tailoring you know to their employees or like future employees and stuff and yeah. stuff like that and it is it, it like it is nice to work at home uh which is good also it's good to like go into a working environment and it get and it get and it gets you away from home but but uh, as you said as some as people with like more physical disabilities and people that you, you, you know find it harder to get out than the average joe um it just makes it easier doesn't it yeah it would be great yeah because even for me if i got a job in a, a production company like it would be quite tiring for me to do five days mm. yeah i'd do it but i'd be dead by the end of it but it would be nice to know that if i wanted two days at home to work that that would be okay but i don't see how they can say no now when they basically send all their editors all their computers to do it from home they yeah yeah home, so yeah yeah i think i think like every film that managed to get like finish their practical like photography and was yeah. in the editing stage when this all happened they were like we're we're, we're all good we're fine because <laughs> uh because they got they got everything in the can already yeah, exactly. so, yeah. So it's like, and then every deadline is getting extended. So they're like, it's okay. There's like, you know, we've got plenty of time for this. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I saw, I don't know if you saw yesterday, Edgar Wright shared like a first steal of his new film that's coming out. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think it's called uh, Last Night in Soho or something like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's set in Britain, which is great because because I yeah. I I know that obviously 
Edgar Wright's last film, Baby Driver, was set in what uh, Boston. So it's nice that he, he's coming back to like shoot something in or do a film that's set in Britain. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no, I thought about that literally last night. I was like, I bet they're like every film that's being edited right now. are like, yeah, it's all good. We're just, uh, you know, probably the director and the editor just sitting there, you know, just like in a dark room, just chilling, just cut, just cutting away. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, no, I, I think that's a valid point because for, I think I sort of realized this with my own like physical ability and stuff. Though it's not vi vi visible like straight away, if I did like five days of, let's say, like on a runner job, like say on flogging, yeah, then by the end of the week, I would be fucked. Like yeah. my, my legs would be hurting like a bitch. Yeah. So, so. It is, it is good that, as you say, like every, every negative, sometimes there can be like positives, yeah. uh, that I sort of had that realization like a couple of years ago, I was like, physically, I couldn't be doing like on set work, like five days or even like six days a week. Cause most, yeah. it, most, industry people only have Sunday off they still do they still work Saturday so I literally had that realization I was like maybe you know I can't push it like all the way because and by that but by, by that last day when my legs ache I'm like the most moodiest bastard ever <laughs> it's like I get to the point where my legs are like hurting and then I'm like I'm just feel tired with it as you probably do when you're aching you just end up yeah. feeling tired and then when I get tired, my moody like like I get I just get a bit shitty or just or or just a bit short tempered that I don't realise I am, but I am. Yeah. <laughs> so it's probably best for the industry to just give me like maybe, you know, like a couple of days at home or one day at home or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah. Just to like cause with us like with conditions that affect our muscles and stuff. Our muscles just need time to like re regenerate, don't they? To sort of just just have that day or two to just be like, okay, we just need to do nothing, or yeah. we just need to spend the day where we're just having a bath and just like chilling out and yeah. stretching. Even though I should stretch more than I do, <laughs> uh, yeah, do, doing our stretches. So, but yeah, no, it is it is a valuable point now i'm glad you highlighted that which is good oh also i think it's so cool which you've probably seen like how much content people have been creating from home yeah loads yeah like, like there's been so many like film writers done like at home challenges where people have shot like short films just yeah. at home uh and 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 stuff like that yeah, there is this thing in uh, Northampton where I am now. There is this competition to make like a film in lockdown, like a ten-minute film. Oh, and sick. I, was, I was watching some the other day, and I'll send it to you later. But there was this really funny one. It was basically like puppets, like similar to like lockdown. It was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. 
some joint stuff at the moment. Yeah, 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 some cool it's like... like that you don't need like big Hollywood like films, like the, the independent like filmmakers are really going to be able to come out now and like show what you can do with like little resource, little resources as possible, so yeah. Yeah, and sometimes those like constrictions can make you like make really good work. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like the short film that I'm writing at the moment, uh, you know when people, like, I got this tip from someone ages ago or years ago at film school. It was like, if you don't have access to, like, loads of locations, yeah. just write a film that you can shoot at home. Like, like yeah. a film that you can shoot at home or a film where you know you can get access to that location um yeah which is cool so that's what i'm doing at the moment with writing my latest short i'm literally like the film set at home and like someone is living in our flat that we have and it's yeah. the cat it's the character's flat so so it's like i'd I, i'd recommend anybody listening it's like if you're worried about oh i got this amazing idea that's set in that's set in space, and we need to make an entire like ship hangar. I I I'd be like, calm the fuck down. <laughs> but first, like you know, make like smaller things. Um, yeah. I think sometimes, which I've been guilty of, and I'm sure probably yeah. every every creative person has, they try and think of like the most biggest thing that they could do, yeah. Yeah. and then you're like. That's not realistic whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. So we yeah, taught that at uni because, like, we had to make a ten-minute film as part of our assignment, and yeah. the director was like, "Don't write a film that has ten police cars chasing after." <laughs> it's not realistic. It has to be realistic. So use one location that you can get to and that you don't need permission for. You know, or if you have to use two, that's okay. But then use like two or three characters, but no more. You know, and it's it's just you, know, you just got to keep realistic that you can still make a really good moving film, right? With hardly any locations, you don't need to have all this nice swanky set. You know, it's, yeah, it's, it's all about like the story, really. Yeah. No. Um... And sometimes I think when when you watch a film that's so like stripped back like that, you're like, this is so clever that they've done something so simple, but it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Like when they, you know, there's there's there, there's gems out there which I can't think of one off my head right now. So forgive me. But um. Yeah. Yeah. Room. There you go. There's one. Yeah. Not to be confused by the room. Uh, <laughs> but uh yeah no i actually yeah that's a really good one actually yeah uh room the one with brie brie larson yeah in yeah the one the one that she won the oscar for did she I win the oscar for it i can't remember not sure yeah i'm not sure now but um actually that's one that's one film that's on my list because i made like a film on my let letter boxed account of all the films that sort of touch 
in with my film that I'm writing at the moment. Okay, cool, yeah. Yeah, so I made a list and I'm gonna I'm gonna start watching them and sort of like see um see li little bits that I can take and little bits I can sort of learn from and stuff. Yeah. But uh yeah, no, that's a good shout. That's a good one. And if anybody's listening and they haven't seen it, go watch it because I actually I haven't seen it for a while, so maybe I should add it onto my list actually. Yeah. So now 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 we got into like talking about actual films. Who who would you say or or what would you say like is inspiring you at the moment? Like who are your favourite people that you love watching or or T V it 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 could be T V as well, because TV's so good at the moment. Yeah. Um I was thinking about it because I love Black Mirror. I love Charlie Brooker's writing, so probably he's quite a big inspiration for me. Mm. I'd love to write like he does. But uh, so I love Anthony Hopkins as well. I think he's like he's amazing. And also, not related to film. Have you seen his Twitter posts? They're so yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they are really nice. Where he's like playing the piano with his cat on his lap, and he's like, you know. Everyone have a happy Sunday, and they're yeah. like, <laughs> so. Uh, but this is so nice. Not yeah. 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 I love when you have. Actually, I that's like the best part of social media when you get like an essence of somebody's personality that you yeah. wouldn't see normally. Yeah. Yeah. Have 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 you seen? Because he he like paints and sells his art. And yeah. It looks proper like nuts. <laughs> <laughs> like some of the pictures, I'm like, whoa! Like seriously, it's like it's very like cubist sort of like yeah. very um yeah very out there. <laughs> yeah, he's great. I love him. He's yeah, so no, he's cool. Yeah, I, it's like, you get you get to him. It's like a uh, evil, colourful. No, I I I still haven't watched him in the Two Popes on Netflix. I still haven't watched that yet. Yeah, so, um, but yeah, no, I think my my part my partner Mosh. I think he gets like disturbed by him because of Hannibal and everything. He still finds him quite creepy, and I'm like. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like he is, he is a nice human being. I promise. <laughs> so uh, yeah, because I we rewatched Silence of the Lambs like a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, that is such a good film. Like, it's amazing. So good. I just love the stories out of that film as well. That like. Jodie Foster said that she was generally very scared of him. Like <laughs> she didn't, she didn't like talk to him a lot. Like throughout the uh, mm -hmm. shooting of the film, and she generally like found him quite terrifying. Oh god! <laughs> so uh, yeah, which is not surprising. I think even if I was behind the camera, it, yeah, yeah, it's like, oh, yeah. yeah, he gives you, he gives you the chills. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um. Yeah, is there is there anybody else that you think is like someone that you particularly love, or 
anyone that you think doesn't get enough love that's an interesting one yeah um I don't really know. No, that's fair. That's fair. No, that's a tricky question, actually. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. But, yeah, I, uh, I don't know. Um, just for a think of what I've seen recently. Uh, what have I seen? Yeah, because I've been watching the uh, A Word on BBC. The, the what, the sorry? The A Word. It's about an autistic boy. Oh, is it? Oh no, I have I have been he hearing about it. I just haven't watched it yet. Really good. It's it's sort of about um, yeah, this this boy's got autism, but it's all about it's 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 mostly about how his family are like coping with life, but with his autism as well. That's cool. It's like a lot of the time he seems like the normal one of the family. As a family, just a bit crazy. <laughs> <laughs> And they're having, having affairs and all sorts. So it's like all he wants to do is sit there and listen to his music. And it's, it's like they're, they're just crazy. But it's, it's, it's really good. Oh, well, um, what's, what's it called again? The A word? Yeah, the A word. Cool. Yeah. Cool. I'll check that out. I'll check that out. Yeah. Nice, no, cool. Because there was. Um... I, actually, saying that, there are quite a few people on there with disabilities as well. So oh, good. There's two people with Down syndrome in there, which is really good. So, yeah, they're, they're getting good opportunities. So, that's, that's the really talk. So, yeah, it's the one program that I've seen that is actually got people with disabilities on there. So, it's really good. Oh, cool. That's good. Rather than like something like undateables. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's not let's not talk about that. That could be like a totally different episode. So uh, let's just say let's just leave it at that and say maybe we can go to Eastbourne. So yeah. he is a really nice guy. He was actually at um because I'm living in 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 Worthing now with my partner. And uh, he 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 came to Worthing Gay Pride, and oh. and he was there like waving the flag and everything. And he's generally like really nice. Oh. So, um, but yeah, no, yeah, we need more like narrative stuff. We don't need like, yeah, we 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 we, we don't need programs like that really. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that program at all. Uh, no. Even though we've had a couple of friends that have gone on that program, uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had a, yeah, I, I had a friend from my secondary school and also from, yeah, yeah. from, from, yeah, from Trelaw. So, oh, cool. yeah, so yeah, because we had Paige that went on there as well, didn't she? Yeah, yeah. Okay. which I, which I thought, did you actually watch the episode? I did. I was a bit gutted that she was only on for like five minutes. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, her like segment was like <laughs> tiny. You know, I was like, oh, is that it? Okay. <laughs> like she she met up with a bloke that had a top knot that looked like a hippie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. No, I I sort of understand their message with that program, but it's still a bit like I feel like. I remember studying at, at, at media during my second round of college and 
I was like, I know that they do the whole like, we knock the NU off the title, so they're dateable. Hey. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, but I, but I was like, well, first they're not unda- first they're not undateable in the first place, mm-hmm. and second, it's like, why don't they just have more like disabled people featured on like first dates or you know? That would be a better idea. Yeah, you know, rather than oh, this is a particular program for you know, it's like I, I think. I think it could be better if they just changed the name. Yeah. Something else. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, you know, it's just like, just the title pisses me off. <laughs> 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 so, uh, but yeah. And there have been some great, cat, like, great individuals that have come out of that programme. Yeah. Uh, but I remember first seeing the first series and I was like, there's going to be, not not everybody, but there's going to be people that are tuning into this programme to just laugh at these people. Yeah, I know, it's so and, good. and I know there's moments that is funny, and that's completely like, fine, but, but it's like, you know that there's, you know, there's some twats out there that are going, oh, let's, let's turn the TV on and look at these special people trying to be, trying to date. It's like, yeah. you know, so, and if anybody's like that who's listening, stop listening right now because you're twat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can you tell? Can you tell? Can can you tell when I when I used to do hospital radio, which I'm hoping to get back into doing after like coronavirus is done. I used to find it so hard not to swear. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I love that, that like podcasting you just don't have to worry about that but it it, it it just cracks me up that every time I release an episode I have to tick the box going like this is not suitable for children <laughs> <laughs> so uh, but yeah nah I like the way we we, we digress there but that's fine <laughs> nah uh, now the big question is which we sort of touched upon this earlier, but what do you think at the moment is like your strength in terms of your like creativity and also like your weakness or like what what do you think you could improve upon? Um, this is I a big one. Yeah, I'd say that uh, writing is my biggest thing. Um, but yeah, I'd say like, Probably like cinematography and maybe some editing that I could improve on. But it's it's all to do with like like learning the technology and stuff. There's always like things that you could like learn. So it's just getting through like all of the new stuff that you can learn and um but I think writing like if, I'd say that yeah, if you're good at writing stories and stuff. It's all about your own style. There's not a lot to learn apart from just the basic format of writing. But I'd say like all the stuff with technology and like yeah, like editing and stuff. There's always stuff to learn. There's always new technology that's coming out, new cameras, new sound equipment, you know. But I'd definitely say yeah, not because I think like at uni I 
I didn't get to do a lot of camera work because they had their own cameras and I couldn't really use them. So I didn't really like get to grips with like all of the different like yeah. set settings and stuff like that. So now that I've got my own camera, I'm sort of just like plugging away, like trying different things at my own pace. So I'm sort of, I'd say that that was one of my weaknesses that I haven't learned that much. But yeah, there's always room for improvement. So yeah, just getting to learn new stuff. Yeah, cool. No, no, that's good. I think that's like, sometimes that can be like the frustration part, but also like the best part of it as well. It's like, uh, I've never been a particularly like amazing, like tech person. I, I've always been like, yeah. I'd rather be thinking up a story and stuff like that rather than picking up a camera or picking up uh, stuff like that. I wasn't like at film school, I wasn't like, I want to be a cinematographer. I was like, no, I enjoy photography, but I like, um, I like doing the whole like creation bit. Yeah. stuff like that so uh i'd probably say like technical stuff is probably mine as well yeah. uh also uh like with writing as well i could say that i could improve but then your writing only improves with the amount with the amount that you do yeah. so um and i think the only way also in terms of like script writing the the only way that you can improve it as well is just get feedback on 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 your writing definitely yeah which which i have got feedback from you in the past and stuff yeah. and uh with with anybody giving feedback like on your stuff you 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 automatically go oh okay or <laughs> or 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 you or it automatically like you at at film school or 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 doing like a film based stuff, you always get the someone again thinks, you know, he's like or he or she is like amazing at everything. Yeah. So once they get negative feedback it or it automatically puts their nose out of joint. Yeah. And they're like, excuse me. Uh <laughs> so um I'd say for people that are listening, like create people that want to write scripts and stuff, just get and write and then get feedback on it. And then, but don't, just don't take it personally. Yeah, it, um, it's hard not to. Because I remember when I did my DA and I wrote my dissertation scripts and I was getting feedback and it was like, you sort of find it hard to accept that there's so much wrong with your, with your work. Yeah. But it, it's like, after time, like now, I'm still writing, getting feedback from people. But when you get feedback, sometimes you can see where, where it is going a bit wrong and you can sort of accept it a bit more. But yeah, I get feedback all the time. And like just really silly things that I do. And I look at it and I'm like, oh yeah, that's not right. <laughs> and it's like, it's, I think it's just gotta like take it on the road really and just try not to be too disheartened but feedback is you know gonna help you in the long run to get where you want to be yeah but you can choose whether or not you want to take the feedback it's up to you because it's still your work you know you can't you don't have to change it if you don't want to but i think 
that you should like take on board what somebody else is saying, maybe get some more feedback from somebody else. And if it's not a bit of repetition that like things are being brought up, you know, maybe just start rethinking and think what can I do to change it. Yeah, 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 I think that's good. Or even somebody gave me a tip once, they were like, if you don't like the feedback, just write another draft in that, like with, with the feedback done, yeah. And and just see just see if you like it, like like at the end. I was like, cool. Um I, I think I think that's what I, you you end up realising as a script writer yeah. is that every time I used to try do one or e- even now I'm guilty of it, like for for my new short, I was like, okay, I'll I'll just do a rough draft. Like 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 a like a beat sheet of like these story beats, yeah. and every time I try and do something like that that's meant to be rough, I just start just start writing a full draft, yeah. And then I go to myself, I'm like, and that that used to be the same with essays because me being like dyslexic, I used to hate doing like like yeah. English English prose like proper like essays, yeah. and. Every time I try to write one, I try to write it as a complete like like this is the finished essay. Yeah. Uh, I'd say for people like want to try and write, don't try and like write. Don't try and write the final draft of the film in your first draft. Yeah. Because uh, that's not going to happen, <laughs> and you just end up stressing yourself out, <laughs> and yeah. you end up like going, oh fuck this, this is too hard. Um, I I I always think the first draft is interesting because it's like this is gonna sound gross, like like a gross like way of doing it, but it's like throwing up on the piece of paper. <laughs> it's like it, it's like getting all all your like ideas and all your shit ideas and all your good ideas yeah. like, in it, and then the drafts dra- like drafting a script should only be like tightening tightening it up and making it all like, you know, yeah. a more condensed and more better story rather than your first draft trying to do that at the beginning. Cause it's just like, you know, and plus it, it, it is fun to, to get all your shit ideas out first and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Like I always think it's good, uh, which I've only just started doing now is like writing because everybody gets bored at doing it on uh, a, a computer or something. And I just started write, working on this draft and started writing on post-it notes and just doing little bits and then st- st- sticking it in my idea book. And it's like, uh, it makes it more fun yeah. uh, rather than looking at a screen and like, especially when you're looking at a blank page and you're like, uh so, so yeah, it's tough. But yeah, no. Uh, are, are you actually writing anything like at at at, at the moment? I actually? am. Yeah. I'm, I'm writing a TV series at the moment. Oh, sick! It is taking me ages. Um, so I I find it hard sometimes to get motivation. Yeah. Writing, but because I'm I'm also working as well, so like helping other people with their scripts. And then I'm sort of like, look at my own, and I'm like, oh, I can't do it. 
Cool. No, um, let's get let's get like let's start wrap, wrapping up and everything. But what would you say? Which we have sort of highlighted in this conversation. What what would you say is like your creative end goal? Like it 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 could be at the moment, or it could be like you know five years or twenty years time, or you know. Um, so I want my strip to get out the companies and be accepted, hopefully. Um, but also, yeah, I want my company to you know become bigger and you know yeah to evolve into a proper production company, hopefully get a premises and my studio. So that's not my end goal, but I think that's a little bit far away at the moment. But mm -hmm. yeah, I think we get there, but not for a little while, but yeah. Nah, that's always like good to have that though. Yeah. It's like, it makes it exciting. And like, even when you're like talking about it right now, people can't see your face, but even talking about it, just then you're like smiling on your face and 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 stuff it's good to have those those big end goals but then to have the little steps as well so that's yeah. good so yeah nah it's exciting nah cool i like super look forward to you like sending some bits over that'd be sick seriously yeah. i i i i promise i will be nice anyway so <laughs> no and uh we must catch up soon when all, all, all this coronavirus is like done yeah. and everything. Yeah, that'd be sick because I super want to be nosy as well. <laughs> so uh, uh, have a cheeky look at some like work opportunities, and we we'll work on uh, <laughs> we're we're we we'll work on the uh, um, superhero thing and yeah. whatever. Yeah, we we'll have like a really good uh, partly drunk weekend where we discuss like creative <laughs> stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah cool well thanks so much for coming on Steph it's been like super good no like super good to catch up and uh yeah yeah is there like do you want to say like where people can find you on like Facebook and all that and stuff like that so I'm on Facebook um my name's Stephanie Catholic so a bit of a mouthful but that's <laughs> <laughs> me uh, I'm on Twitter as well and I've got a Facebook page for my uh, production company, Formal Drive Productions, so you can find me there on my website. And yeah, get in contact if you, if you want to say hi or whatever. So, yeah. Cool. And I 100% re recommend Steph. She's like such a nice person and so Thank genuine. You. And congratulations on the documentary getting an award, by the way. <laughs> that's like awesome yeah. so you you guys might know this but me and uh, Steph invited me to work on her it was your MA uh, project wasn't it yeah it was yeah yeah so did you want to just quickly just like t just quickly like say what that is about and everything just yeah. quickly so I did a 10 minute documentary about how um, how share football supports people's mental health for those we suffer with like muscle wasting conditions. So how it helps people with um just like their well being, like uplifting and like, you know, making friends. It's just like it, it's such a, a good way for people that like having M D you can feel quite isolated with like, yeah, you know, if you're ill or you're tired, you can't go out, 
we can't socialise like other people, you know. Um, so it's like poetry football is a great way for people to get together, do competitive sport and yeah, it I think doing a sport as well, it, the adrenaline that you get from it, it sort of it will help your well being anyway. So it's sort of all about that. Yeah, no, it was uh that was like a super like fun weekend uh, to do that. It was like super cool. Uh, yeah, such a good laugh as well. Uh, plus, it was really cool to just get to know uh, Paul more as well. Your like husband, because I, because when we were at college, I didn't really like get to know him properly. So, uh, so it, it it was really good. It was such just a super fun weekend to shoot that with you and stuff. Yeah. So uh, thanks again for letting me like come along and help uh, help you out there. Yeah. No. Nah, no. Nah, no. Nah, we will. All right, then you take care and give me, uh, give, give my love to Paul and everything. And yeah. I'll definitely come, I'll definitely come and see you soon. And we have a good idea session or weekend or whatever yeah. with, uh, with uh, booze applied and everything. <laughs> cool. All right, then you take care then, Steph. All right, cheers. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, see you later. See you later. Bye. And that was my conversation with the lovely Steph. Oh, it was a great conversation. Thank you so much, Steph, for coming on. Hope you and Paul stay well. I'm super looking forward to coming up to Bristol. Can't wait to be nosy. And for us to have a weekend of idea creating, maybe a little bit of drinking. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on. And you take care, and I will see you soon, properly. Uh, So today I'm going to end this episode 11 of the podcast with a trailer of the Christopher Nolan upcoming film, Tenant. I'm super looking forward to this film. Uh, Can't wait. Sound like a typical film boy but I'm a big fan of Christopher Nolan super loved his last film Dunkirk and am super excited for Tenant with his messing about with time if you guys haven't seen the newest trailer then you need to check this out now but here it is right here and until next time you guys take care All I have for you is a word. Tenet. It'll open the right doors. Some of the wrong ones, too. Use it carefully. To do what I do. I need some idea of the threat we face. As I understand it, we're trying to prevent World War III. I'm not saying I'm again here. No. Something worse. I gather you have an interest in a certain Russian national. Mike's bring me in. You really want to know? He can communicate with the future. Time travel.
No. Inversion. Name it and pull the trigger. You're not shooting the bullet. You're catching it. Oh. Well, I've seen too much. Might well try and keep up. Your duty transcends national interests. This is about survival. It seems bold. Bold, I'm fine with. I thought you were gonna say nuts. Where our worlds collide. How would you like to die? Old. You chose the wrong profession. Well, happened here. Hasn't happened yet. There are people in the future who need us. Need a tenant. We need to save them here and now. This reversing the flow of time. Doesn't us being here now mean it never happened? You want to crash a plane, but not from the air. That was so dramatic. Well, how big a plane? That part is a little dramatic.